0: Welcome to Sermons from Bailey Road. You are about to hear a sermon given at Bailey Road Baptist Church. Bailey Road is a small Bible-believing church located in North Jackson, Ohio, and is pastored by Pastor Aaron Smith. We are dedicated to serving the Lord through our people and through our teaching. We hope you are enlightened by today's message, and again, welcome to Bailey Road Baptist Church. The seventh psalm is uh, a wonderful psalm. It has a great message. It has some Uh, some things in here that will make you think, uh, as a matter of fact. And I want to read a few verses here. Uh, We may read them all. Uh, But the Scripture says in the 77th Psalm in verse number 1, It says, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and He gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. My spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will He be favorable no more? In His mercy, or is His mercy clean gone forever? Doth His promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten To be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work, and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. The waters saw thee, O God. The waters saw thee. They were afraid. The depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The skies sent out a sound. Thine arrows went abroad. Thy voice of thunder was in the heaven. Thy lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea, thy path is in the great waters, thy footsteps are not known. Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. As this psalm ends, some questions begin to rise in my mind. As I consider the heart of this psalmist, And exactly what was taking place. The question that comes to my mind is sometimes when we go through certain situations. We go through certain trials. We go through certain times of life. Is God, where are you at? You ever wondered that? You ever considered where's God? In the midst of. Maybe your anguish or your trial. Maybe you thought, did God forget about me? Is He angry with me? Has He gotten bored with me? Is He ever going to help me again? Maybe you've thought, why is God not coming through? The psalmist felt this way. But yet he tells us what to do during these times. There's honestly not anything wrong with these questions. Because they're honest questions. They're honest emotions. They're honest feelings. But we have to know the answer to those questions. Did God forget about me? No. And He never will. Is God angry with me? Now that's a question that only you can answer. Because the answer may be yes. Then you have to answer the question, what did I do? Why? Has God become bored with me? No never will. Is He ever going to help me again? Absolutely. Why is God not coming through? Well, who's to say He's not? Just because it's not in your timing, just because it's not in your sense of when and where and how, doesn't mean that He's not. Why aren't you here this time, some people may ask. Well, he is. He is. So I want to look at five things this evening, Lord willing, of when God is there, even when you think he isn't. Let's pray together and we'll jump right into this and give you these thoughts tonight. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, God, it's, it's in times of heaviness that we often fail to recognize exactly who you are. It's in times of heaviness that we neglect to tap into your mercy, tap into your grace we get so flooded with our emotions that we fail to see you for who you are. God, I pray tonight as there's no way for me to know who all will even hear this message and tune in for such a time as this. But Father, You're here. You're present. Whatever circumstance those that may be listening and those that may be tuning in, may be going through, would you remind them exactly where you are? And more importantly, exactly who you are. May this time be something that would be profitable to each and every one. Help us in this, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we ask these questions here, I look and I see the first few verses As the psalmist said, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice. The very last phrase of verse number one says, and he gave ear unto me. He gave ear unto me. In verse two, he says, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord, my sore. Ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Look, there are times in our life that are difficult. What do we do during this? In verse number 3, as he's going through his trouble and his sore, and it's going through all the night, and he says it doesn't cease. There is no comfort. But he says, I remembered God. I remembered God. The first thing that we must do when we're going through difficult times and difficult situations is decide to face the problem and embrace it. Just head on right there. Cry out to God. The psalmist, that's exactly what he did. He cried unto God here. And God gave ear. Now, our problem typically is when we have an issue such as this, as this psalmist had, this physical ailment, the infirmity that was within his body, as he points out in verse number 10. This is my infirmity, but he says, I will remember the years of of the right hand of the Most High. You see, sometimes it comes down to exactly what it is, and we have to understand that this problem is ours. It's no one else's. As as much as we might want to and as much as we might long to take a problem that we have and transfer it to someone else's account, we can't. It's ours. Therefore, we must embrace it. I'm reminded of the Apostle Paul, the number of infirmities that he had. The one where he cried unto God three times, saying, God, take it. Take it. Please take it from me. And God stopped him and said, My grace is sufficient for thee. Sometimes it's that problem that's going to teach us. Sometimes it's that, and so therefore embrace it. The second thing I want you to see is in getting through something like this and wondering, we have to remember the times when God has come through for us. Do you have a record of God moving and working in your life? If not, start through this one. Start through this time, start through this uh, emergency or this issue and, and write it down and prove God for who He is. The psalmist said, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Oh man, can we complain with the best of them? Sure we can. Yes, our spirit gets overwhelmed. The psalmist identifies with us in that. But he says, thou, talking to God, thou, in verse 4, holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. And I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart. And my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable with me no more? Is his mercy cling gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Sometimes we gotta stop. Again, these are heavy questions. But he said, I remember my songs in the night. My song in the night. He said, I remember and commune with my own heart and my spirit and made diligent search. But even in that, as he goes through, he says, This is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of thy right hand of the Most High. What has God done for you? When we face our problems and we embrace, part of that embracing is stopping and saying, This is what God did for me here. And this is what God did for me here. And this is what God did for me then. And I know what God will do for me today. And if not today, tomorrow. When David was going to face Goliath, they questioned him. They said, you can't go. You're just a boy. You're just a youth. He's a man of war. He's one that has killed hundreds, if not thousands of people. Every battle he's been in, he's been victorious. David said, well, I remember the time when I kept my father's sheep and a bear came and tried to take one of the sheep. And I went and caught him and, and I killed him. And a lion came in one night and I took that lion by his beard and I cut his throat as God delivered. And David said, that giant will be just as that lion and that bear that God delivered into my hands. You have a record of God working in your life, if not established one. God did a work in David's life prior that David would revisit, that he would go back to in present time. He said, hath God forgotten? No. No, he hasn't. He said, I'll remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. He said, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. Listen, you may not have very many times that you have established of God working in your life. And so I give you this third thing. While you can decide to face your problem and embrace it, you can remember the times when God came through for you. It's also possible for you to remember the times that God came through for others. Imagine, throughout Scripture, that's what it's full of. Scripture is full of God moving and working in other people's lives that can bring an encouragement to you. If God can work in David's life, certainly He can work in yours. If God can work in Moses' life, surely He can work in yours. If He can work in the Apostle Paul's life, He can work in yours. If God can work in Peter's life, He can work in yours. If He can work in John's life, He can work in yours. You may have others in your life, modern times, that you've seen God work through. God has repaired broken marriages, brought back prodigal children, healed the sick. We cannot overlook what God has done in the lives of others. Find it. Explore it. Dig it out. As the psalmist said, I will remember the works of the Lord surely. I will remember the wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Remembering the times that God came through for you, remembering the times that God came through for others, remembering the times that God came through in the Bible. I gave a few examples a few moments ago, but in this fourth point, I I, I think about the man that had a lunatic son in Mark chapter 9. He came to Jesus. And he said, my son is going to die. He's he's being tormented day after day. You must do something. Jesus said, take me to him. Take me to him. And he does. And Jesus sees him. He's foaming and gnashing and just in a horrific state. Jesus asked the man, how long has he been like this? He says, since a child. Jesus said, you believe? He said, yea, Lord. I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. You see, I think part of our problem tonight is not that we maybe believe. It's our unbelief that tends to stand in our way. But Jesus touched him. and His son was made whole. Jesus helped his unbelief and he'll help yours. Another one that was not really full of belief, I think, of Naaman the leper. As he contracted leprosy, probably in the midst of a battle, and as he was dying of that flesh-eating disease, a little maid that had been carried off into captivity spoke to her master's wife, And said, Would the Lord my God he were with the prophet that's in Samaria? He would heal him of his leprosy. When Naaman got word, he went to the king, and the king sent word to the king of Israel. He said, Can you heal this man of his leprosy? And the king rent his clothes and said, Am I in the place of God? You need to go to Samaria to see the prophet. And so Naaman went with all his gifts and with all his grandeur. Knocked on the door of the prophet. Gave him the note from the king to his servant. The prophet didn't even come to the door. Just sent word. Go tell him to wash in Jordan River. Seven times. Sent word back to Naaman. Naaman got angry. How dare he? Doesn't even come see me for himself. Tells me to go wash in one of the dirtiest rivers around. And Naaman got angry. So that's stupid. Not doing that. Got back on his chariot and started to ride away. luckily for Naaman, one of his servants were was a little more level-headed than he was and stopped and evidently Naaman probably had calmed down just a little bit. But he said, Lord, Master, if, if the prophet would have told you to do some great thing or pay some magnificent price, would you have done it? Well, yes! Of course I would, he says. And he says, well, why not try to do something so simple? You Just got to get in the Jordan River and go down seven times. Naaman coming to his senses, travel to the Jordan River. Getting in. Goes in. I've always pictured this. As he dipped in seven times, you can kind of picture, you know, going down one, going down two, going down three, four. And I, I, I'm assuming naming a normal man like you and me, probably each time going down, wanted to see, is it any better? Is it any different? I picture him even on that seventh time going down and maybe holding his breath just a little while longer, maybe even opening his eyes under the water, seeing if there's any change. Is there any difference? But it was on that seventh time that he went under and he came back up that his skin changed. Oh, a difference made. God can come through for Naaman and this man with a lunatic son, don't think for a minute that God can't come through for you. Whatever your situation is, wherever your emotions have allowed your mind to go, face your problem. Remember the times that God has brought you through. Remember what God has done for others. Remember the times that He's come through in Scripture. And as He comes, in verse number 13, He says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Thou art the God that doest wonders, and Thou hast... Uh, Declared the strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arms redeemed the people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. He says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. I stand here this evening in an empty sanctuary. It's just me, Asher, and a camera. And on the other end of that camera, it's you. But we're here in the sanctuary. I I, I wonder tonight as you have tuned in, and maybe you're tuning in later. It could be Tuesday by the time you see this. But I wonder, did you expect anything from God tonight? When you come into the sanctuary, when you come into the place that you prepare to meet and hear from God, do you expect God to do something? Do you expect it? Sometimes we've got to stay in the motion. We've got to stay in the habit. We have to go into and say, that's exactly what I needed to hear. It may not be what I wanted to hear, as often is the case, but sometimes we simply need God to move in the sanctuary. Do you expect answers from Him? In verse 16, He says, The water saw thee, O God. The waters saw thee. They were afraid. The depths were also troubled. The clouds poured out waters. The skies went or sent out a sound. Thine arrows also went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea. Thy path in the great waters, thy footsteps are not known. Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. You know what they got here? As the waters saw and the clouds poured and the voice of the thunder as in heaven, they got answers. What did you expect tonight? He said, well, I have no idea what you were going to speak on. I have no idea what you were going to preach. Yeah, I understand. Did you expect to hear from God? If you came expecting to hear from Aaron Smith, you have been sorely, greatly disappointed tonight. You say, wait, are you not Aaron Smith? No, I am. But, But I have very little to offer. very little offer other than hope of God's word. God, where are you, we ask? Do you forget about me? Is God going to ever come through for me again? Are these the questions that are going through your mind? Well, if they are, face your problem head on. Embrace it. Take it in. Develop and remember the times when God has come through for you. Rehearse them in your mind, in your heart. Remember the times that God has come through for others. He can do it for you. Remember the times that God has come through from His own word. And expect answers from God. This psalmist had questions. Oh, did he have questions? But he got answers. Do you have a river to cross? Do you have a mountain you can't tunnel through? Do you have an emotion you just can't shake? I encourage you tonight. Trust in God. And God alone. He can see you through. But you've got to face it. You've got to go through it. You'll be better for it. Embrace what God has allowed to come your way. Remember Him in all things. I hope that this has been an encouragement to you tonight. A little bit different, as it always is in an empty auditorium for me. But I can tell you this. If you expect answers from God, he'll get them. If you ask the questions, he'll give the answers. Whatever the case may be, trust in him. Let's pray together, shall we?